I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Be -be bitches leave. Hey now, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your host, the Turkey Boys, live from the Chill Zone. What's happening, Hoops? Whew, this is our big Hanukkah show. L'chaim. <laughs> the, uh, I think Hanukkah's going on at this moment in time. I'm not positive, but... I hope so. I'm not a big Christmas guy, so I'm thinking if I were Jewish... That would actually work for me. Oh, God. Oh, Believe it or not, there is. Um, my uncle did the 23andMe thing, and I think he is 9%. Ooh. He's my dad's brother. So That's... that would make me 4.5%. You got a little splash. A little splash. That's fun. What a mitzvah that is. <laughs> I think so. And I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not, I don't, I've never identified as a Christian or a Catholic. Yeah. So I think I'd fit right in. Hmm. I'm in. I like, you know, stuff that Jewish people like is, like, I like their delis. Ooh. And uh, there's a lot of Jewish people in Hollywood. And we are, you know, something of celebrities ourselves, you and oh, I. Oh, no doubt. So we are, I like to think we are very much friend of the Jews. Mm. And speaking Friends of, of the Jews. Hanukkah and celebrities, that big Smokey Robinson video that uh, people probably saw, it was a big hubbub online this past week where he's on cameo like a lot of celebrities you can get them to record a fun video of them saying whatever you want and someone hired them to make like a holiday message for their mother and it was nice and pleasant but then at the end he's like happy chinooka oops what is chinooka i've <laughs> never heard of it yeah <laughs> oh boy yeah that's an easy one um i have never I must admit, I've had trouble spelling Hanukkah myself. Yeah, it can, Hanukkah. Be, it can be written off as that. It's just funny, a guy in like in his 70s being like, what is Hanukkah? Like, I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's Calling it Chinooka was what, what went, made it go viral. I sent the video to my dad, and my dad like felt bad for Smokey Robinson. Like, you know, he's like a 70-something, 80-something maybe, year old guy, yeah. and he's getting humiliated on the internet. Uh, the part that irks me is like, if I got that video, I would just keep it to myself. I'd share it with like my, I suppose though, I'd want to put it on my Instagram and that's when it, it goes viral, right? The guy probably yeah. wasn't like, I'm going to send this to TMZ. It probably just went from one person to one person. And I can't believe the cameo we got of Zachary Ty Bryan for the show hasn't gone viral. People are probably like, who is he? <laughs> huh? What? A uh, friend of the show, Steve Buscemi had a birthday this week. Terrific. So that's a that's big news. How about you, Peggy Sue? I might start putting all my celebrity birthday news into one column. Because typically I have like three birthday announcements peppered through the news and it seems sloppy yeah. and disorganized. And at first I thought that was funny, but now I'm out on it. <laughs> He's out on it. It's also Brad Pitt's birthday today. Speaking of birthdays. Hey, isn't he like 60 or 59? Something like that. I don't think he's young. quite 60. Same thing with Buscemi. He's a guy like he could be either like 51 or 70 casually. Yeah. Like I don't know where he is. They're in the same category, those two guys, in terms of how they look. I think. Yeah. 
couple of studs. Like, you never know how old these guys are. They both look great. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Buscemi looks like a fucking white lighter that's been run over by a pickup truck, and Brad Pitt's a supermodel. They're basically the same person. But yeah, the happy birthday to both of those rascals. Have they ever worked together? I was just trying to think if they've... They're both like Tarantino-adjacent sidecar... Like we've said before, there should be an app that tells you if actors have worked together before. But Ooh. I don't, I can't recall. Maybe we make that app. Monty, are you in to do the coding and all the dope shit? He's in. But uh, what else we got going on? Did you see that FX has greenlit a Rolling Stones TV series? They've ordered two seasons of the yet-to-be-titled show, which will... Cover the period from the band's founding through 1972. Hopefully it'll be as rockin' as uh, that Dennis Leary FX rock and roll show that nobody on earth watched. Years ago we at the church. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Scorsese will have to be involved in this show just so he can like do a scene where they create Three this song. Three years after an Irishman couldn't get a job in the goddamn city, <laughs> we had the presidency. Mm-hmm. What a cut. That's what the don't tell you. <laughs> you don't ask for it. You gotta take it. And then we zoom in to the <laughs> the bean set pawn shop where or no the grocery store. Wait, are we in 90 seconds of the departed? We're all out of whack. I wish. <laughs> I just got the chills. Reveal. <laughs> wow. This is a cut. I I don't know if it's worthy of Scorsese putting in literally every movie he makes, but it's a good tune. I can see why he did it. Mm. But yeah, that will... I'll give that a go, I guess. A Rolling Stones show. They'll probably cast a bunch of weird people in it, like Jay Baruchel as Mick Jagger or something fucked up like that. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see. And even though I know you're a new man who doesn't laugh at death anymore. Nope. Carrying over from last week. Who's dead? John Le Carre. I don't know who that is. He wrote all those famous spy books that got turned into movies and a bunch, like Atonement. Actually, I don't think he did Atonement. He did Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, which Hmm. that movie was a real stinker, Taylor, Soldier Spy. But some people like it. And he's like, he's a person of note who passed. Uh, that's a shame. Well, yep. No jokes. Nope. Classy reverence. Very serious yes. moment here at the Enough Podcast. <laughs> uh, goodbye, uh, Dennis Franz, or whatever your name is. <laughs> bon voyage. You, you will know, be missed. You, they, you took us too, they took you from us too soon. They did. And... Uh, I wish there was something I could do to bring you back. Wow. So, um... That guy getting scared of the guns. The 21 gun story. <laughs> Deep tracks. What about the baby? I mean, while we're talking about being set crime dramas, mind if I take you down to the Ben Affleck corner for a hot minute? I don't have a sweeper for that, but I mean... We'll get there. It's like the best show ever. Good enough? Ben Affleck will star as Harry Houdini in a oh. biopic called Houdini. Mm. Well, we all, we already know he, he likes making his dick disappear inside of attractive young actresses. So it oh. seems like this might be the role for him. This fucking guy. 
And yeah, it'll be directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did some cool episodes of Black Mirror and 10 Cloverfield Lane, which we enjoyed. Mm. This sounds like a good one. Anything for... Affleck, I'm in. Yeah. Don't care. And also Affleck-wise, they said Zack Snyder predicts his new cut of Justice League will be R-rated, saying, quote, This movie is insane and epic. There's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. I wish what? I had the record scratch queued up. <laughs> you think it'll be Ben Affleck as Batman dropping an Argo fuck yourself? <laughs> Something dope like that? Um, yeah, I'll see it. That's fine. I just... Zack Snyder is such like a cartoon. He's like, Batman says the F word. It's like, cool, dude. <laughs> like, he's just... I heard that uh, his daughter was going to be working on the movie, actually. <laughs> that there was a pretty important behind-the-scenes role for her that a lot of people were dying to, to get. Is that true? I think you heard wrong, oh, actually. That's too bad. <laughs> I think you were... That's, that's just what I heard. Ill-informed. Um, what else? Oh, a uh, friend of the show, Eddie Van Halen, has been cremated. <laughs> wow I thought you were classy now what happened <laughs> that was a memorial okay good in memoriam yes 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 um, bits aside though Mark Wahlberg is actually flying to Australia to quarantine with his crew at a luxury resort yeah I'm opening a new Wahlburgers here yeah down under I'm here for a movie and, and I'm going to take over this whole resort I paid $400,000 so that I could skirt the country's mandated lockdown. <laughs> I just want to be able to do whatever I want and go all around so I can go to the gym and drink energy drinks. I shill t-shirts and my brand of water on my fucking Facebook and Twitter all day. All my supplements. They'll give you cancer. I'm a fucking cartoon character. Yeah, him in Australia? That sounds fun. Sure. Good for you, Mark. Uh, the land down under, as they call it. Is... Um... A24 has acquired the Alana Glazer directorial debut, starring her, Justin Thoreau, Gretchen Maul, and Pierce Brosnan. It's called False Positive. It's something of a horror movie. That's all they're saying about it. it sounds like it could be COVID-related. False Positive, that scares me a little bit. I don't think A24 would touch a COVID movie, but... Mm. Good point. I hope not. I like Alana Glazer. Broad City was a great show that should have ended earlier than it did. It kind of like had a weak final season or so. But I'm interested to see her directorial mm. debut. I'll see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll literally watch anything A24 puts out. So eh. fine with me. Um, Jackass 4. Wow. I mean. Confirmed. I'm all fired up for that. And yeah, did you see what was in the news? Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O already got hospitalized like a week into filming this movie while doing some sort of a uh i can't remember what the stunt was they had some sort of deep oh no it was like involving a treadmill and it just joey had the funniest bit he was when we announced it it was like they're old now and yeah it's like it's true they're in their 50s like you can't you can't like get hit by a ladder from off of a 50-story building and, like, get a brick in your face at 53 years old and not have, like, at least a long recovery. Mm. In the old movies, yeah, it's funny when they fall and stuff. In the new one, it'll be like, oh, is he okay? Like, fuck. I actually really think Steve-O and uh, Johnny Knoxville are both great. 
Yeah, I think the first three Jackass or the Jackass trilogy are some of the best movies ever made, or some of the funniest movies yeah. ever made, rather. Agreed. They they get. I just want to watch people get hurt. Yeah, that's great. They know like nothing but cheapies and like physical comedy. It's it's great. I don't know how anyone couldn't like the Jackass stuff. Fucking Phil, April, fucking April. Bam is is looking good these days. So he <laughs> might have been a bad pick in the death pool, despite how poorly he was doing when I picked him. Bam looks like a, a waterlogged Gerard Butler corpse. <laughs> it's fucked up. He is living his best life though. That's the thing. He has a lot going. On. I'm yeah. What? <laughs> He's in. That's good. Did you see that uh, Chris Pine has been cast in a new live-action Dungeons and Dragons movie? He or- just can't get the vehicle. You know, that's I- that's it. I mean, he had hell or high water, and they, I guess, Star Trek did really well. J.J. Abrams was, mm. but I mean, it, he just it hasn't happened for Chris Pine yet, and I'm not sure it's gonna. I like. I feel like he's so cool that he could make this work. Yeah, he could, he I could, love him. He could make Dungeons and Dragons like a cool thing for people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like they did with the Halo movie. Yes. Which or is, that Halo series that's coming to Showtime. Can't wait. Yeah, that's been in like development hell for years. But yeah. Yeah, game movies almost never translate. Ever. Yeah. They already made a Dungeons and Dragons movie in the late nineties. I believe it stars Jeremy Irons and Awayans or two. I think it's supposed to be like the worst movie of all time. I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. But we'll see how that shakes out. Um, Shrek, The Dark Knight, Grease, The Hurt Locker, and The Clockwork Orange have all been added to the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. Oh. These films are seen to have historic importance and must be preserved for future generations. The Hurt Locker? <laughs> really? I saw that in the theater alone in Florida and ate two full bags of um, like a like a candy coated almond that Ooh. they sold like those little like they had one of those little carts that was like mm. like a, supposed to be like I don't know like uh, what's the word I'm looking for like an authentic like a vintage kind of thing mm. like an artisan nut yeah like supposed to they're like they tied them off with the little fruit mm. and like you take them back and i ate like each one is probably 700 calories and i ate the whole thing and i was like <laughs> i'm gonna go get another one and this is when i was kind of fat mm. and i was down in florida living alone and like it was a weird time and you probably spent a couple hours in the hurt locker afterwards um at that time <laughs> i could eat whatever now i have a sensitive tummy in my older years mm. so now would have been a lot worse uh, i don't did you see that Scott Bayo has been tw- trending a lot this week? Uh, because he was quoted at saying that all the mothers that were in the Sandy Hook tragedy videos, like mourning the loss of their children, mm. the Sandy Hook massacre, that is, mm. were actresses. Because he is still in the camp that Sandy Hook tragedy was a conspiracy theory. So he's doubling down on the hacky theory that got Alex Jones canceled from everything. He's like, I'll just take that bit and just keep doing it and see if it gets me any traction. Because nothing gets your career back on track more than, you know, pissing on the graves of children. Yeah. That's the move, Scott, to get you back in the limelight. You're going to get another Charles in charge. I can feel it. 
Especially a bit like that. Even like wacko conspiracy theory people are like, whoa, whoa, dude, like have some respect. Like, yeah, like Jesus focus Christ. on like the vaccine or something normal. Like there's no need for you to that go down that route. It ha- when, when did that happen? Like 2011? Mm, yeah. Right? Sounds it was right. a while ago. Mm. Um, what else is in the news? They're making a new version of Irma Vep with Alicia Vikander. This is a movie, I don't know if you've heard of this, because I'd never heard of it, until friend of the show Nick Eusen recommended mm. it, and I watched it on HBO Max. It's very good. It's like a spy, okay. a foreign spy kind of La Femme Nikita type deal, even though I've never seen that movie. It's just... Have I? I can't remember. Let's watch it tonight. We have nothing else. No. The, the new releases this week were abysmal. I was hoping that we could watch uh, Gone with the Wind or whatever that movie is. Um, no promising young woman oh yeah that's next week next week that's the weird thing about this moment in time it's it's like a crapshoot every week i feel like last week we had like three hot new releases this week it's like what's on it's like a hulu original for us it's it's tough (laughs) the show's gonna be a day late next week assuming you don't have anything going on this is just to give the fans time to breathe but the show may not come out saturday morning we may need to do I'm cap- I'm taking that day off. So Ooh. we can do the show whenever. Okay. But I just wanted to put that in the universe so that Monty does not hang himself. Yes. Or any other heads out there. Yeah. Slovakia, don't worry. We'll be like a day or two behind. I was just spit my iced tea everywhere. <laughs> hey Debbie, this is great iced tea. Hey. <clears throat> You're the assistant to the assistant manager of the movie theater. But yeah, that uh That'll be nice. Our big 100th episode. It'll be a Christmas spectacular for the fans. Is that number 100? That's fucking cool that our 100th episode falls on Christmas. Like, that's a miracle yeah. to me. I think we planned that. It is. You're ordering me out? You better get your own fucking army, pal. We're here on 34th Street. But yes, uh, Lily James and Sebastian Stan have been cast as Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee in Pam and Tommy for Hulu. The series follows the rock star couple whose sex tape from their honeymoon was stolen and leaked. Does everyone remember that? I sure do. And it says, Seth Rogen will likely play the man who stole the tape. I thought he directed it. He directed it, right? Did you just say that? We've lost him. Hey guys, it's me, Tommy Lee. I'm here to promote my new movie with Sebastian Stan as me. And my giant dick. (laughs) And it's definitely not going to be the whole focus of every joke because there's a lot more clever stuff to talk about with me, like (laughs) how much I like to drink or how much I like to party or how I have sex a lot. Because I'm a hilarious character, bro. You want to hear me play the drums? What did you think of my Tommy Lee there, by the way? Was that pretty good? It hurt my throat a lot. Yeah. All the great impressions do. Almost not worth doing at all. Yes. But yeah, this sounds like a sketch that they're like, oh, let's just make it into a movie for no reason. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that either. Do you think Sebastian Stan will wear like a fake Dirk Diggler penis for some Tommy Lee dick scenes? Unless he also has a 10-inch cock, I don't know. Ooh. Because I good point. I can I feel like Hulu's gonna do the thing where they think they make you think that there's gonna be a lot of like a full frontal and then there isn't. They're going to do that move. Mm, that seems like something Hulu would do. <sighs> but yeah, that'll... I don't know. That sounds like something I'll watch we'll it, watch. Yeah. Yeah. Did, okay, so it's its a mini-series. Is it six episodes or eight? I think it's just a... Oh, no. 
Oh yeah, it does say series. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a few of them. Which yeah. to me that that makes me worried too because it's like, how are you gonna translate this into like thirty minute increments? Yeah, this sounds like more of like a short it's a one off movie, if anything. It's a ninety minute film full of Motley Crue songs that they need to get the license for. That's another thing that scares me. If they only get like. You know, like too fast for love or something, and they crank mm. it up, and then the, that's that's <laughs> it for the whole movie. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, that there's a lot of music movies coming out. Did you see the Ooh. the fucking Scott Stapp? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I have like the whole headline written down here just because it made me laugh so hard. Scott Stapp to portray Frank Sinatra in upcoming Ronald Reagan biopic. What's funnier, playing Creed right wow. now or playing a Sinatra song? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I hope there's a remix of the two of them, or at least there will be soon. Didn't Scott Stapp like go nuts and get like held oh, yeah. hostage in his own house by the by the FBI? Yes. He's got all sorts of like the outrageous celebrity stories you want. He's got like a him and Kid Rock threesome like beef going on. Like they had a sex, they had sex with a girl together. Yeah, and I think like there's a sex tape and like they hate each other as a result of it. Like he's just like the exact kind of cartoonish rock star that you'd want him to be. And now he's back acting. He also rocks. I don't know if you knew <laughs> that he was like a true rocker. Well, I know I go to you when I need an opinion right. on the rock. I'm the rock guy. Yeah. I'm the rock god even, you could say. Ooh. But yeah, it's so embarrassing. And oh. For people wondering, who's playing Ronald Reagan in this Ronald Reagan biopic? Hello, it's me, Ronald Reagan. It's Dennis Quaid. <laughs> so he'll be acting opposite Scott Stapp of Creed. Did what? you see Kevin Dillon is in this project as well? Holy shit. It yeah. gets better by the fucking Kevin second. Dillon, that's, that's what I wrote down. Kevin Dillon... Uh, they were, in the article, they wrote, Kevin Dillon, better known as everyone's favorite handsome brother in Entourage. Baby bro. Hey, bro. And, and then they said, an ancient actor turned Trump supporter, John Voight. Ooh. Yeah. So John Voight, Kevin Dillon, Scott Stapp. Like, what a... Yeah. Like, this is the silliest yeah. cast ever. It's like, you had me two stunt castings ago. Like, I'm in, okay? Who's Penelope Ann Miller? That's a name of note. Right? I know. I know if I saw her face. I'd have to see her face too. This I'm, is why we need the screen over here, which is coming. Yeah. But also, the director of this film is the director of a movie I didn't know existed until I looked up his work, Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby, which evidently stars John Voight. They must have oh. had a fun working relationship that they wanted to continue. So they, they had so much fun doing Baby Geniuses that they said, mm -hmm. you know what, guys? I feel like we should, this has legs. <laughs> let's do a Reagan biopic. Let's like, yeah, like <laughs> let's take this Baby Geniuses energy that we're just like cooking with. I feel like we're cooking with Baby Geniuses energy tonight. <laughs> I'm, I must admit I'm off and I'm feeling off and I want to talk about why for a second. I'm Ooh, a little off. Hit me. I, had, I don't want to call it an altercation because that's not what it was, but my neighbor rolls over to me earlier. We, yeah. As you know, New England folks, I'm going local. We had a big snowstorm. We got a foot of snow here in my town. I hired a plow guy. He moved a lot of the snow. Mr. Plow. I share a driveway. So I had the guy plow the entire driveway. And as a result, it built like snow walls along the sides as they do. Mm. Blocked off of what she considered a pathway. Mm. Didn't realize that would be a thing. Oops. So the lady comes over. She's reading me the riot act. I immediately disarmed her with my charm and good looks. Ooh. I took her by surprise. She didn't see it coming. 
I was going to say, I immediately disarmed her because she was brandishing a weapon at me. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> an 80-year-old woman, I just break her wrist. I took her down and did the cool, break like... Break the wrist, walk away. I did that cool move from Lethal Weapon 4 where Jet Li takes apart a gun in a second. That but is yes. a cool move. But now we... And it just, like, it just... I don't know. It threw me off. Because it's mm. like, now I'm like, is this lady going to be a nuisance with everything? Yeah. Like a car in the driveway, a light on. Like, am I going to be hearing about this for the next six months? I don't know. I feel like pesky neighbors are unavoidable. Right? Everyone's got at least one where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's that's them. She seemed nice when I met her. We had a Ooh. great interaction right off the bat. And I wrote her name down and even reminded myself what it was later. And then, like, we've been friendly ever since. But, like, this interaction, she came in a little hot. Mm. And it's like... What I pointed out to her is that I plowed the entire driveway, including the area around her car in the front and the back. But the city plows pushed the snow into her walkway in the front. That wasn't me. Mm. And, of course, she didn't believe that that was not me. I'm like, lady, do you think I whooped it over the snow blank on there myself? Lady. So just, I'm off. And I'm, yeah. I, I'm hoping that I'm hanging in, but I needed to get that off my chest. I'm doing like a Howard Stern thing where I talk Ooh. about my real life for a minute. I mean, you're letting the turkey heads know what's going on. I feel like it's the heads should terrible. have a window into the life of Ryan Eckner. And that being said, Ashanti, the <laughs> R&B singer, has the coronavirus. There's another window into the into the mind. So I'm hoping she doesn't die because then I would laugh and I'm going to break. I'm not laughing at dead celebrities anymore. There's a moratorium yeah. on that. Yeah, you're classy now. That's correct. Ashanti's, I thought she was dead. Who's no, the that's one? that's common misconception. Actually, that is Aaliyah. There it is, Aaliyah. Aaliyah was the one who dated R. Kelly, and they did that song "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number," and she was 15, and he was in his 30s. Wow, <laughs> how's that sound? That song's aged very well, I imagine. But yeah, Ashanti, you hate to hear it. People getting corona—is that even like news anymore? <laughs> um, <laughs> to me, it is when it's someone funny. No, that's true. But you know Where's what I mean. Where's that like, fucking R. Kelly drop? That's the. How did I not have that ready to go? That's like my favorite drop. This is Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. It's actually a really bad song. Let's just skip to the. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, you guys don't know this, but Scott and I are actually R&B fans, like big, big, big ones. Love the rhythm, love the blues. Scott's, whole deal. Scott's wearing leather pants, which I think <laughs> I is am. sort of a staple in the R&B community from the 80s. Yeah. He looks pretty cool. Yeah. You I'm, guys, this is why we need to get the camera set up in here. I'm in a boy band that uh, we haven't come out yet, but it's going to be big. What are you guys called? Like the, <laughs> the Uncrustables? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we, the, uh, uh, the what? We are called the Uncrustables, and our new debut album comes out next month. I'm really excited about it. I'll let the turkey heads know more as more information comes out. I was literally like going through the Rolodex of like stupid foods you eat. And I'm like, what's funny? Do I hit them with like the Taco Bells? That's not even funny at all. And then like I come on Uncrustables. And if I had just rifled it off, that would have been a funny, funny joke. Is that it? Um, what else? Can we get into the featured news of the week? At this moment in time? We're talking Cruise? We're talking about Tom Cruise yelling Love at it. the Mission Impossible Love 7 it. crew who broke COVID safety protocols and warned they will be fucking gone if they do it again. Why don't we reframe the storyline that Tom Cruise yet again saved the day? Yes. That's how I'm looking at the story. Do we have that clip? Yes, we do. Can we cruise through that? Pun intended. 
God, he's the best. This might be his greatest performance ever. He's on the phone with every studio, insurance companies. All of them. Ooh, he swears. He doesn't do that often. He's very emotional. Yeah. And I think that what was happening is they were sharing. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. Like, not since Christian Bale has there been an onset freakout no. of this magnitude. This is a good one. Yeah, like. It almost seems like a little prepared. Maybe it's just because he's such a pro, and great actor. I bet you he thought of what he was going to say prior. Yeah. Because like, like it's too, t beyond the few times where he slips up and curses, which he may even have put in for effect. Yeah. I honestly think that he probably was in his trailer because it's my, my what I've heard is that it was a couple of, it was too many people sharing monitors without masks on, mm. which is like they were not socially distancing, which isn't like a huge deal. They weren't like, you know, at a cocaine party with, a bunch of prostitutes the night before but it's he's right i mean this is a very large scale production yeah and, and like, he's like a producer yeah. on the, he's the guy and so if they get shut down it's hundreds of people will be out of work yeah and he's got the most clout in the room so he's like got to be the guy to be like okay like this isn't a bit like if this multi-million dollar movie gets shut down again it'll be fucking absurd but yeah let's listen to more yeah let's we got to get a little bit more there's another like minute and a half. Anyone yeah. on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. But you ever f do it again. He's almost in like Jerry Maguire mode. That's it. It's great. No apologies. Ooh. If you tell it to the people that are losing their f homes, because our industry is shut down. Another great point. That part's where it seems like a little, like, you're, it's like a performance. That's what I sleep with every night. Don't take it away from him. It's great. No, that's fine. Hell yeah. There it is. <laughs> I fucking love that. We're not shutting this fucking movie down! If I see it again, you're fucking gone. Show me the money! He's the best. Right, it gets pretty much the same from there out. We got the good, the best line in. And yeah. I, I agree with him. There's not like people were. The part that annoyed me with the way the media spun this story yeah, is it it's Tom Cruise freak out. And it's like, well, you know, he was actually trying to help people and he was thinking about the smaller people on the crew. Which yeah. a producer and an actor of his magnitude, a guy with his, you know, $290 million or whatever he's got, normally wouldn't be thinking about the people around the monitors. They'd mm. just be saying, where's my paycheck? And they wouldn't care if the movie got shut down because they'd still get fucking paid. Yeah. I'll never turn on Bruce. I think he's the best dude ever. He's obviously a complete lunatic. Scientology, the whole deal. Who cares? Everyone's ridiculous for one reason or another. His movies are home runs. I hate and that I they let rules. this become another headline grab, another cruise-related headline grab. It's like anytime he does anything that isn't perfect, mm. they stomp on it. Because yeah. that's like there's this weird agenda with people disliking Tom Cruise. 
And everyone always goes on and on about how crazy he is, like as evidenced by what? The fact that he's a part of a religion that 80% of Hollywood is tangential to, or the part about him being really passionate about dating Katie Holmes in, in 2005, because that was pretty much how any man would have reacted to dating Katie Holmes in 2005. Yeah. So basically, your, your, his craziness is evidenced by nothing. Yeah. It's an Oprah Winfrey interview from 15 years ago, and that's it. And then National mm. Enquirer headlines that are wafer thin at best. Mm. Yeah, like I'll take crazy over like, you know, there's people who are like, should be canceled for real reasons. Like Tom Cruise is like, yeah, he's wacky, what have you. Like he seems like a good guy though, in general. Just, you know, from my yeah. point of view, it's like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, that uh So that's the love, cruise story. Yeah, I love that clip. I love cruise. That's a great <laughs> clip. And yeah, um, I think we must have talked over it. At some point he's like, We are the gold standard. Like it has so many folk I want like an audio drop of almost everything he said in that. I like, can make a lot of those. Yeah. So remind me. Let's do that. Did you see the Dutch hackers got into Donald Trump's Twitter account? Terrific. By guessing his password. Do you want to guess what it was? Uh McDonald's sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might give you a little room to grow there. Uh, it was MAGA 2020, which oh. one might think would be a little easy to guess. Wow, that's so funny. Maybe he should have been a bit more creative there. MAGA, I created this. <sighs> and yeah, 2020, it's like, you mean the year when you're gone? And when you lost? It didn't go well in 2020. Why don't you go MAGA 2017? Hey now. 2016. That's, um, did they tweet anything fucked up? I didn't even hear about this. I think it was all taken down real quick. Yeah. So I'm sure like if you could go down Reddit and find the fucking tweets, that's not as fun as like when they sit there for two days. Yeah, It probably wasn't even anything as bad as his actual tweets, which are quite awful. They in a variety of reasonably presidential shit and they start yeah. sounding like Barack Obama. Yeah, they're like, he's been hacked. What's the meaning of this? This is insane. That's good. Um, did you see a Revenge of the Nerds reboot is in the works with Seth MacFarlane producing for 20th Century Studios? And okay. this, this sounds like something that would happen. Like, Remember when we watched Revenge of the Nerds in Will's basement on September 11th? <laughs> I after do. After getting high when we just didn't take the one of the world's greatest tragedies seriously at all? We took it too seriously. That's why we needed to... Revert back. It's true. We were very upset, I must admit. But yeah, fun fact. On 9-11, literally the only channel that didn't have 9-11 coverage on the day of was Comedy Central. They were unwavering, and they were airing Revenge of the Nerds. I remember watching it and loving it, quite frankly. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's... How many of those did they make, though? Like, they overstayed their welcome a little bit, so I'm hoping that the newest one is not going to be... Yeah. I only saw the first one, but they made at least two, possibly more. But yeah, Seth MacFarlane, he's had a pretty flawless run of theatrical films. I oh, mean, yeah. The Ted franchise, Once Upon a Time in the West, all classics. This can't miss. What was the other one, like the Chum Scrubber or something? I can't even <laughs> remember the name of it. He did... The, the Space one? Oh, yeah, that show that on show. Fox. Yeah, that's still going. The Orville. There's, that's They haven't canceled that yet no well, that's the thing fox just wouldn't cancel a seth MacFarlane yeah. vehicle that's he, all he's grandfathered into like create whatever dog shit he wants it he, seems yeah I, I i and then like he does his like you know crooning albums he's yeah, just yeah. like I, you know like 
I'm okay with people trying to do other, you know, different things. Yeah. Something like that, though, there's nobody listening to those. Those are just for him to be like, hey, I'm a jazz guy. Like, I can do this voice and I'm a singer. Enter the tuck tuck sound. (laughs) Paul Bufano. But yeah, that, I don't know. Who knows if that'll be good. And what else? They, there's a new Ted Danson show called Mr. Mayor. I love Ted Danson. He's fun. <laughs> With him and Holly Hunter. You sent me the picture of that. What the fuck? Ted Danson maybe getting too much work. I like him in general, but it's like every year, like the good place just ended. Now it's like, here's another show with good old Teddy. I don't he's, know. He's a very likable guy. And he's definitely got the stuff. Yeah. But like, I didn't like The Good Place. I just no. didn't. I thought it was dumb. It's a and... comedy that's too good to be funny. <laughs> Speaking of Seth MacFarlane stuff. But yeah, it was one of those. Sh- it was good at the beginning, but then it just like got too woke and up its own ass. But yeah, the. I don't know. Danson's just like spread too thin. I like him on Curb, but like he was on CSI for years, Becker, a bunch <laughs> of other shows I can't Ask remember. Where you met her. It's it's too much dancing. Little dancing man. That little dancing man. That's his best work. Yes, on Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric sketch, yeah. Without question. Him him and that machine. It's Mm. the Terry Green machine. But yeah, Mr. Mayor, it says it's from uh, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Did 30 Rock, so I'll probably give it a go. Hope for the best. Who knows? You big 30 Rock guy? I actually didn't know that. I was. Great show. Phenomenal program. I thought that it was fine, but people like loved it. And I don't know. Something about when people really like things, I check out. Mm. I mean, you got any more news? That's it for me. You want to talk about shuts? I do. You know I love doing my shuts. <laughs> you my shuts now. Um, I can't find the shut music, so oh, there it is. He's I back. Play something else as a joke, but that's good enough. Why don't you hit me? With your best shots. I'd love to. I shut off. You actually let me know that this show existed. I had, I was completely unaware somehow. Gary Busey, Pet Judge? I shut that too. Which is on... Friend of the show, Rian, pointed it out, and he kind of had the caveat, like, You're, you may need to like give it a chance. or whatever. And it was one of those. And I was like, I don't have this in me right now. Yeah. First of all, don't know how this didn't end up on Quibi. Everything about it screams Quibi, and it should have gone down with that ship. And yeah, like, I say this all the time about stuff, but like, this is a sketch at best, not a show with like, that needs multiple episodes. Like, oh, Gary Busey, he's a pet judge. He's fucking saying like, pet justice while banging the gavel and having wacky guests like Ace Ventura, probably. I was in for a minute and then it just, I just didn't, it wasn't like a, there was something, it just, it lost me. It's obviously scripted. Right. Like it's not real cases. I recognized right. the people in the first case as like commercial actors, and was just like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> like, what a bummer of a show. Mm. And what also, else, what Ga- else did you shot? Anything good? Gary Busey oh. was. It's like watching an old man being taken advantage of. Like they just put him in a judge outfit and like, here, say wacky stuff. You're the wacky guy, <laughs> and it's like embarrassing. And much worse than I was expecting. And speaking of Busey, I also shut off a movie called Tribulation. Starring him, Howie Mandel, and Margot Kidder. I I pressed play on this just to make sure that it was a real movie that existed on Earth. 
I think I sent you the picture. You did, yeah. I was going to ask you have that with his name misspelled on the cover there. Yeah. yeah. They spelled Gary G-A-R-E-Y. Which I don't think there's a Gary alive that spells it that way. It's like, this is the poster for the movie. <laughs> how did you spell his name wrong? And how is it just still out there in the world like this? Like, fix it. <laughs> well, they also I- do that thing where it's like the titles... The title sequence, or I'm sorry, the name is above the wrong actor. Yes. Which is like our biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Three actors, every <clears throat> name is above the wrong head. It's like, Are they alphabetized? Like, why is that a thing? Like, every don't time. alphabetize the names. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievably annoying. Ugh. I'm always amazed when you have a bunch of shots. And I also shut off The Burnt Orange Heresy. Saw that coming. Which is even more boring than its title, somehow. <laughs> And don't say. This was on Stars. I was actually about to shut it off. And then Elizabeth Debicki, that tall blonde babe from Tenet, she got naked in a sex scene. Oh, fucking. And it bought the movie another like 15 minutes. Yeah. But then I should. You had to crank one. I get it. Kid. I won't tell anybody. But yeah, this, it actually starred, speaking of, we talked about him earlier, uh, Mick Jagger was in this movie. And Donald Sutherland. That's so weird. A couple other old fogies. I was going to say. They should move in next door with my neighbor and bitch about the snow. Yeah. It'd fit right in. But God yeah, forbid I God forbid I get a nice, you know, young young man over there who mows the lawn in the nude. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> You're like jonesing for a hunk to move in next door. Hubba hubba, am I right? <laughs> you know, hunks out there. Let me know if you want to try to buy this two family next door. I'm sure you could swing it with all your hunk money. Dopey. Um Yeah, that sounded boring. Yeah, you brought was... that up, and I was like, "Should I watch that?" There's certain times when you'll say what you're watching, and I'll be like, "Oh, should I put that on for the show?" Like, and I just couldn't do it. I was like, "I really don't want to." Like, yeah, it just sounds dumb and bad. And even you were like, "It's boring," and I was like, "Well, if he's saying it's boring, I'm not going to make it through the title sequence." <laughs> yeah. That means it's the real deal. I get bored. Pretty, I'm bored right now, and we're doing the show that I'm 50 percent of. So, like, yeah. that just like my mind is very like it's always, always, always bored. Yeah, it's like a British like oh. thriller crime. It's nonsense. She's oddly tall. She's like six two. Oh yeah, which is like my height. Yeah, that's strange. I wanted her to like carry me around all day. That'd, That'd be, be nice for us. Fold us up into a ball. Yeah, but yeah, and I'll sneak in one last one. I also shut off Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, that early two thousands Jude Law vehicle. I turned it on just to see how bad the effects have aged, and the answer is muchly. Mm. It looks like actors just wandering around like a screensaver. It's embarrassing and terrible. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to laugh at it for five minutes. It like doesn't I did. sound good at all, yeah. What'd you shut? I shut off a documentary on HBO Max, I guess, about heaven, the Heaven's Gate cult, Ooh. that group where they all wore black Nikes and drank poison and killed themselves. And I thought that would be engaging. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I shut up pretty quickly. A client of mine recommended to me the new documentary about the Bee Gees called How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? I shut that as well about a minute in. I was actually really bummed out. You know how HBO, every Saturday they have a new movie yeah. premiere? That Saturday it was that. And I was like, this doesn't count. Like a Bee Gees documentary? Like, give me a movie. Yeah. She uh, said she watched it more than once. I was like, and we usually line up like about pop culture stuff. And she's like an interesting person. So I was like, Maybe this is a good wreck. And I put it mm. on. I was like, it's it's well shot. I get why you'd watch it. But like, I don't know anything about the Bee Gees. Yeah. You kind of have to go into a documentary. Like, I'll watch a documentary about being, I don't know. 
I was trying to make a joke, but like something that <laughs> I know, something that I know about, like if it's a fitness documentary that's in the right lane or like whatever, yeah. even like movies, yeah, I'll watch that because you have to know a piece of it. Like I know nothing about the Bee Gees. They did the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack and their brothers. That's all I got. Yeah, like they have some cuts, but I'm same as you. I'm not like a Bee Gees guy. No. Like I wouldn't watch a documentary about them. Because Why I, I didn't just... cue a Bee Gees song is well beyond me. It almost makes sense to, uh, like, when you don't know a band, to watch their documentary. But I don't know. I feel like if I was going to be a Bee Gees guy, it would have happened already. And I'd, like, listen to them on their on my own accord. But I don't know. Maybe it is a good doc. Maybe we should check it out. I'm just completely I really waffling want, I from really side to side. To. Yeah. I, I, if we watched it together, we could probably get through it. But it's like, I don't need, like... Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's like, I don't need like a movie lifeguard to coach me through boring movies. Here we go. Coming at you here on WNBC. We've got Staying Alive from the Bee Gees. From the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Why don't you get out there with your girlfriend and fill your pockets up with cat litter and sleep in the woods. Have a great weekend. I'm Ryan Anchor here at WNBC. You're saying you don't need a movie lifeguard. I do need a movie lifeguard to like save me when I'm drowning in these fucking turkeys. You need me to pull the plug for you. Yes. Save me, please. What if we were alive in the 70s? Do you think we would have been pulling down babes? Wow. I mean... With the moves? Like, in, like in, yeah. remember when I made you watch Saturday Night Fever and it was like, yeah, this is okay. Yeah. It was very average. And odd and dated like a lot of 70s oh you mean the scene are. when he date rapes the girl in the car that aged really well yeah and like all everyone else is like watching including the hero of the movie and it's just like a whatever turns out very is kind of a dick in that movie oh my like, god it's hard to root for him. oh my god like, he's like a good dancer but he's like mean to the girl and i don't know it's it's a fucking it's a movie that's aged like a grape like it's very shriveled at this point. Like it just doesn't hold up. And it's not a it's a good movie, but if you made it today, it would be step up. Mm. Or whatever. Like it would be that. It would not it's that formula, that like guy from the wrong side of the tracks and like God a girl who can dance and they get together and da, da, da. Yeah. That doesn't really work anymore unless you make it super boring. Yeah. I wonder what that would even be, like in this day and age. Like he's a podcaster and she's a fucking OnlyFans girl. Bitches leave. Um, my last shot was Big Sky, the new ABC show with friend of the show Ryan Phillippe. So I guess when he's not throwing his girlfriend down flights of stairs, he's filming mediocre to terrible, middling, kind of nothing, nighttime soap opera type shows that yeah. are very, uh, Lucy was reading the description. She was like, yeah. And then she was, and it says procedural. What is procedural? And I just went, oh boy. Yeah. That's but a red already turned it on. And I was like, it's, and then Lucy goes, you got to shut this off. Like the acting is wooden. It's mm. like very bad. It's on Hulu if you want to check it out. Big I, Sky. I love that she initiated the shut. That's powerful. She initiates shuts. That's how I knew she was the one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let's shut this off. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. I think I don't know if she knows that shutting things brings me great joy or what it is. I think we just that's a that's an area we line up. Mm. But um, we got any more corners? Did you want to step into the book corner? I saw you were reading a book the other day. I only read the first two chapters, so I guess it's perfect for the book corner. Let me get a little book corner music going. Yeah, like 
And it was like hmm. some sort of a sports book. Is it, this like, no, this was a book. All right, I'm going to play this again. Are the sports corner and the book corner having a crossover event? I actually do not have a sports corner story this week. Ooh. I didn't even write one. I don't oh, have shit. anything sports related, which is a shame. You'll come back big with the 100th episode of Sports Corner. I think so. Yeah. But the thing about Ryan's book corner mm. is that this is the first time I've read anything in more <laughs> than three years. I must admit. Wow, that's big. I'm a big dummy. So oh, yeah. I don't know where it, Amazon recommended a book to me, which is like, what are you doing? But they got me. I bought it. It's a book called. Um, I like that you were so impressed that they thought you might like a book that you're like, fine, I'll buy it. I don't remember the name of it, but it's about Trump playing golf. And it's like, it's written by a Sports Illustrated writer. Terrific. This isn't the right music for this at all. I thought <laughs> it was, was funny and it's not even funny. I was um, into it. Uh, and it's basically just talking about how shitty Trump is in general and like how he's a bad dude and like he's bad at golf and he lies right. and he cheats. Basically comparing the fact that he cheats at golf to the, the way he is as a person. Because it's true, though. Like, the way somebody plays a game like that, it's golf is like you're your own referee. Mm. It's a gentleman's game. If you could, you could shave five strokes off every round and no one would know. Yeah. So, like, are like, you that guy or do you want to play like a gentleman? Yeah. I like a good, like, how you behave while you're doing this is how you behave doing Correct. everything. It's, it works sometimes. You can learn a lot about a person when you play any type of sport with them, but especially golf. Because yeah. there's so many little things. Like, does the guy take 14 practice swings? I do. Do, do they I, take I forever do. at the pin and not care about the people trying to play through behind them? That's me too. Are they, you know, looking for every fucking ball like it's a child? Like, there's, I'm not a good golfer, but I've golfed with enough people over enough time to learn that I don't want to play golf with Donald Trump is the takeaway mm. so far from this book. I'm two chapters yeah. in. I may never pick it up again, but this is Ryan's book corner, so wow. I'm here for it. This is big. No, I'm the same way. Like, I read a book, like, once every five years. And I'm like, that was the greatest book I've ever read, just because it joined, like, ten others that I've completed. Reading is great, but TV and movies are better. And Thank it's you. Just, you can just be more comfortable doing it. And you can do other... And you can play with your phone. You can't play with your phone while you're reading. Mm. How the fuck am I supposed to play with my phone while I have a book out? <laughs> That's why I was laughing. You were sending us pictures of, like, pages in the book. And I was like, <laughs> he's reading a book, but, like... <laughs> The, yeah, it's true. It's it's tough yeah. getting that phone down. Oh, man. Let's, let's take a break. Let's, do you have anything else? Anything pressing? Folks, we're off to the theater to see the new Mila Jovovich video game <laughs> movie, <laughs> Monster Hunter. We'll be right oh, back. Man. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. This is friend of the show, S. Patty P., wishing all the Enough Podcast listeners a happy Chinooka, whatever that is. Mm. Beautiful. Wow, did we just watch a great, great film. When we want to, we want to talk about film, mm. I honestly haven't seen anything this remarkable in a while. Yeah, people come to the Enough Podcast because of the timely, relevant discussion of important film. Which is why we just watched the new Pauly Shore vehicle, Guest House, on Netflix. 
kind of made me wish I had a guest house. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, this movie, got a little summary here. A newly engaged couple buys their dream house, but it comes with one small catch. A perennial party animal who lives in the guest house. Oops. Who is played by Polly Shore, as you might have surmised. This is... Yeah, this is a movie... It was so frustrating to watch this movie because it's just a stupid comedy and they're just trying to get some bits in. But it's like, you would just call the cops and get this squatter removed from your premises. Without question. There would be legal action. There's nothing that's happening that's not fixable with basically one or two phone calls. Yeah, like he gets, the main guy in the movie gets embroiled in this like battle of wits with Pauly Shore. And, like, it ruins his marriage and all the, you know, things you might imagine would happen, do happen. Like, day one, they're like, this will be okay. And then it's like, oh, my God, this guy, he ate all of our food. And he's having, like, an ayahuasca puke circle in the background, backyard while we're trying to have sex. It's just like, how okay. Pretty much everything they did directorially is wrong and poorly done. Mm. Like, there's overuse of the zoom. Like, or I'm sorry, of slow-mo and, like, zooming in on characters. Um, they basically sl- unnecessarily. Yeah, they used so much slow-mo. Like, they were just trying to fill up the runtime of this hour and 20-minute no. long movie. <laughs> just like, yeah, let's get some slow-mo. This will make this scene longer. They than- probably got to the end and were like, it's only eight, or like, 57 minutes. Yeah. And they needed to tack <laughs> on, like, another 18. You're probably completely right about that. And... Some fun facts. This movie was co-written by Troy Duffy of Boondock Saints fame, which really caught my attention. He'd been, like, canceled after, uh, you know, making those movies. He's famously, like, one of the most difficult directors to work with, but I guess he's eked out some writing work in this uh, in this landscape. And yeah, this is just one of the most like unsurprising movies I've ever seen. Like once it gets going, it's like I know everything that's going to happen in this and you just watch it play out. Right. <clears throat> Had that some good not side what I thought it was. Kids playing some side cuts. I was trying to play the Boondock Saints theme. Ooh. Just, I'm off tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? He's back. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to have a laugh here. Like, I thought like the Troy Duffy stuff. Troy Duffy notably has been in Hollywood for multiple decades and done almost nothing. And it's like he's coming out of the fucking rafters with the stupidest movie I've seen probably in a year or two. I can't think of anything I've seen that was worse than this. It's so bad it's good. I'm going to say go ahead and watch it. I will say, yeah, I was having some fun with it intermittently in between all the cliches and hackiness and the poorly made nature of the film. Yeah. There's some fun to be had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like just, you know, it's like there's a, there's a few times where I laughed out loud just because it's like it's like a goofy nothing of a movie. And it's like, OK, I get it. And they also do the same exact bit twice where like he gives the main guy and the main girl ecstasy without telling them. And it's like, whoa, wacky. But then they just do it again. He's like, I gave ecstasy to everyone at this party now. It's like, oh, how hilarious. Right, like, like it's not a new bit just because you changed the parameters of it. Like, oh, instead of one person, we gave it to 100. Yeah. So now it's it's a totally different. It's They're looking at it as a callback, and we're looking at it as a repeated 
stupid bit that didn't work the first time. Exactly. It's like, yeah, they didn't improve it the second time. It's just like, no, now more people are on ecstasy. Poof. And there's more slow-mo fun to be had. Yeah, this is this was rough. This is a movie to have on, like, in the background at best. Yes. Guest House, now on Netflix. <clears throat> what else did we watch this week, right? Let's see. Uh, I know you took in the taking of Pelham 123, the Tony Scott vehicle starring friends of the show, John Travolta. Oh, my God. And Denzel Washington. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yes, this is a movie from, I think, like, 07-ish. Mm. One of Tony Scott's last films. Shame. Before he died, he made several train movies. With this, Denzel, too. Yeah. Oddly enough. That movie, Unstoppable, I think is his last movie. This movie was before it. It's a remake of that 70s movie that people say is good, but I've never seen. See, that I didn't know. Okay. This movie I thought was really bad. Ooh. <laughs> really bad. And it has, like, I read immediately. I actually forgot that Tony had, Scott had directed this, and it has his fucking fingerprints all over it. Oh, yeah. The choppy, second. like, colorful editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the... The, like, jump cut title sequences and, like, Travolta roaring in with 99 problems, that needle drop. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. Like, I lost it. I was filming it because it's, like, Travolta with a bad goatee and, like, painted on hair and, and like a neck mm. tattoo and shades and then 99 problems by jay-z drops yeah it's supposed to be icy but it's right. funny because it's just so like muggy and like it doesn't it's make sense the it's stupidest just... fucking thing i've ever seen i love when movies date themselves in a weird way like you can tell when this movie was made because they're just like we got 99 problems playing as john travolta just Hijacks a train. This is like, a, this song is couldn't possibly be any more two thousand and one, yeah. maybe two thousand three, four at best. This song had like a five year shelf shelf life in terms of Jay Z's hits. Like yeah, it's a good song, but like there's it's elements over. to it that just feel like the aughts. Yeah, like to, it's 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 not happening anymore. Yeah, like no one's just putting this song on now in this day and age, or maybe they are. I don't even know. But you were saying you didn't like Travolta and Denzel as a duo. Bad duo. And you know what it is? Travolta is a bad, bad guy. I gotta say, they were kind of working for me as a duo. No just, no joke here. Like just, you liked it. They I like good, it. I like it. It's some good banter. Like It wasn't great, but I was like, I've never seen these guys in a movie before. It's, it's kind of working for me. I don't know. This movie's a very like classic hostage negotiation. John Travolta, like... Takes over a busy train in New York. Denzel's like the guy who happens to be working there and gets embroiled in classic hostage movie fashion. I don't know. It it was fine. It's actually it's one of those movies that like it's best watched when you catch it on TV. It's like a TV movie. Yeah, I put this sense. on on purpose on Amazon Prime and tried to do it from start to finish. Like it was a decent flick, and I was like, "This is this couldn't possibly be more of a like accidentally happening upon it at a friend's house when we when TBS is on in the background, yeah. and you only watch certain parts of it because you keep getting up and down." Yeah, it's a movie you watch, and then at the end you're just like, "Yep, that was a movie." It's a <laughs> complete like I felt like this movie was a casting call for that guys Oof. like Jason Butler City. Harner from Ozark, the guy who played the co- the gay cop. <laughs> 
Get James Gandolfini in what like the Kevin Finnerty mode as like some sort of a weird politician. I wrote the same thing down. Every time he's not Tony Soprano, he is playing Kevin Finnerty. Yes. Like him trying to be like, hi, I'm a normal man. Him I'm James Gandolfini. Castle. Yes. Like, I'm going to need you to get out of that tower. Yeah. It's just, he, he was a great guy, actor, but in the Tony Soprano role. What the, the fuck? The only time I ever liked him outside of Tony Soprano was I mean obviously true romance where he just is Tony Soprano, but true. also that that everything's fine movie with Julie mm. Louis Dreyfus I thought he really nailed that yeah. one. That one's great. That's the last movie he made also. Yeah, and it's cool because it's different than anything else he ever did. It's like a charming, weird romantic comedy where he just plays like a dude. Yeah, that movie's great. I think it's called. I believe I cried. Everything's fine. Ooh, this was in the years when I was still able to do that though, <laughs> so it's not impressive. Egg tears. And yeah, like John Turturro's in this, fucking Luis Guzman, one of our favorite sidecars. Yeah, Guzman definitely has one of those career trajectories where I don't know if I love him or hate him. And I'm always sort of pleased when he pops up in things. Oh, look at this. (laughs) This is big. And Lucy's down here bringing us grilled cheese. And she said, Rye, I can't wait to come on mic and be on the show. And we actually are going to do a a whole segment with you if you just grab a seat right here comfortably. (laughs) She's running out. (laughs) We just got served grilled cheese. Now we're going to eat on the air, which is pretty much something that everybody loves. Yeah, this is everybody's favorite thing. But yeah, I felt like I was losing my mind because when I was watching this, I was looking at Luis Guzman, but I couldn't remember his name. And I was like, this is it. I'm like, I'm losing it. My my facilities are leaving me here. But then I finally remembered. and I feel that way all the time. Yeah, like something weird like that where you're like, I can't oh, remember time. my fucking guy, Luis Guzman's name. I, get, I, I have dementia. I'm dying. I don't even have an excuse. I'm sober for 13 years. Like, So when I forget something, yeah. I'm like, this is the end. Exactly. You're just I like, mean, at least you smoke weed. You can like, okay, well, maybe I had a little much. Yeah. For me, it's like my brain has just shut off. Yeah, it's There's like, no reasoning behind this. Like, I should have this intel. Where is it? Where did it go? What's happening? It's fucking absurd. But yeah, the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, it's on Amazon Prime. Give it a go. It's fine. You're going to love it. And we also watched the new Stevie Soderbergh vehicle on HBO Max called Let Them All Talk. Steven Soderbergh, he famously like quit filmmaking a few years ago and then bounced back and has been making more stuff than he like ever has. Which is cool. He's a great, uh, great filmmaker. Even though you know he's spotty, it's it's hit or miss with him. I I like Ocean's Eleven. That's about it. Oh, that's it. That's it. Wow. Give me another one. <laughs> I mean, traffic. Fucking Logan good. Lucky. Uh, traffic's all right. Logan Lucky is strong, actually. And what are his other ones? His newer stuff's been weird. Like Unsane. Yeah, that movie he shot on an iPhone. I actually liked that one, too. And then he did that Netflix movie about basketball, High Flying Bird. I didn't love that, but other people seem to. But this movie, it's his new movie starring Meryl Streep, and it's it's a cruise ship movie. They filmed the whole thing on one trip on the Queen Mary 3, which I guess is like a famous cruise ship that people know about. 
I've heard of it, yeah. And yeah, they... Uh, Merle... Which is funny because nobody would take a cruise right now in a million years. So it's such an odd time for a cruise ship movie to be released. Yeah, it's like a period piece. I heard an interview with him. He said, yeah, like they obviously filmed it right before COVID and everything. He's like, yep, won't see a cruise ship movie for a, a long time after this. But yeah, Meryl Streep plays a washed up author on a cruise ship with her gal pals, Diane Weist and Candace Bergen. This is basically a well-shot version of Book Club, that Andy McDowell vehicle. I was hoping you'd bring that up. And yeah, Book Club's like a female version of Wild Hogs. This is like, <laughs> you know, Soderbergh, he, Why did you do that, he elevates like a bad movie to being into the realm of watchability, I'll say, with this movie. I didn't love it, but I thought it was like fine. Luke, I thought it looked all right. Yeah, like, that's his big thing. He knows how to, like, stage a shot and make something look cool. Who if, wrote if this nothing movie? Else. Did he write that, too? I don't think he wrote it. Probably okay. some sidecar. You know what it is? I like the way that all the stuff that he does looks. Mm. But he has that, like, Aaron Sorkin pretentiousness about him. Ooh. That just, to me, it's just, it's almost, like, ingrained in every product or project that he does. To the mm. point where it takes me out of it a little bit and I'm not loving it or enjoying it as much as I want to be. Okay. That makes sense? I hear that. I'm not saying I... I'm, I was joking when I said he, I only like Ocean's Eleven. I actually like all the Ocean's movies, even the one with the with the women in it. Yeah, I wish I could remember more of his stuff. I need to like look at his IMDb. <clears throat> but yeah, he knows how to... He's one of those directors who's... He's also his own cinematographer. And you can tell because like all his stuff... He uses the same shots over and over. Not in a bad way. It's just... No. It always has this very cool, specific look. And I like it. But this movie features Lucas Hedges in a supporting role. And we were talking about how he's like the only... He's in so much right now. It's unbelievable. He, you know what it is? I, I wrote down very little about that movie. But Lucas Hedges... I, I just want to see... A couple of movies get made by decent directors that don't involve Lucas Hedges. That's my goal for 2021. <clears throat> I think the big thing with him being in everything is it's like... Why the like, fuck is he in everything? I think it's like a lack of good actors who can play a young character. Like a, who can play someone who's in college or something. He's in that pocket where he can play a 30-something or a high school kid because he has that evergreen face. I get it. Yeah. I get casting him. I do. But like you're telling me they can't find anybody else like him. Yeah, it's there's weird. no there's no other guy who can just sort of, you know, okay. Um, I can't. The, um, ugh. it just like he's fine. He's not bad. He's good in waves. He's good. He's good enough in Honey Boy. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea. He's yeah, good. I actually famously don't love that movie. Ooh. It's like depressing for the sake of being depressing, and it felt like it was award mugging. It's a huge mugging. sob story, but yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, he's good, but yeah, when you play the same kind of role and everything, it's just like, oh, you're like the relatable underdog teen of this movie. Right. I don't know, it's just like... I don't know. I've just, I'm Lucas Hedges d d out. Yeah. He and just sort of infected like four movies I was really looking forward to over the last six months or, or six years, whatever. Hmm. He's just everywhere. Yeah. And maybe that's like an A24 everywhere, but I don't know. I mean... Timothy Chalamet, to me, is a better version of him. Yeah. But good. he's almost, like, too good-looking. 
They're both like the A24 boys, where if it's not this one, they get the other one. Right. What about another one? But yeah, this movie, not great. It gets more boring as it goes instead of getting more interesting, which you hate to see. You do. And it doesn't have a lot in the way of plot. It's more of like a quote-unquote hangout movie, as they say. But I'm okay with a hangout movie if it's funny. Yeah. That's pretty much the only way you can pull that off. And or, ca- like, really well. Sorry to no, it's cool. you. And the characters need to be, like, very interesting. Instead of just Meryl Streep playing, like, a woman who's upset that people don't like her new book. It was just kind of whatever. Mm. Let Them All Talk, now on HBO. Can we talk about 1999 <laughs> movies? Ooh. Please. I'm down. Like, that's all I want to do. And it's our last one. Unless we continue on with, oh, 2000, 2001. That's what I was imagining. I'm okay with that. We can do it up till episode 120 with 2020. Oh, because he gets it. He's doing the math. Holy (laughs) shit. We can't do it forever. I'm I'm really dumb. This is what we were literally just talking about. In my mind, I was like, it's a new segment. We can do it every week. But the reality is that it's only going to last another six months. And then we're caught up in years. Time release, baby. Okay. But yeah, episode 99, let's uh, take a little trip down to 1999, Mm. which is, they don't make them like they used to, as we keep saying, as we talk about all these late 90s movies. This is the year that gave us such classics as Blue Streak, Boondock Saints, Coming Up Again, Dogma. I like how you lead off with, uh, with... Blue streak. Oh, yeah. And this is a big year for America. We got American Pie and American Beauty. Two strong movies that I enjoy. Uh, Arlington Road. It's a hot 1999 feature. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I figured like a good 1999 kind of song, you know? Hell yeah. This is probably on the Varsity Blues soundtrack, another 1999 classic, which didn't quite make my top five. Made mine. Ooh, did it? Pretty much, yeah. Is Toy Story 2 in your top five? Uh, not top five. I actually forgot that came out. I, I didn't get to anime. I missed animated movies, I guess. Yeah, the... Talented Mr. Ripley, did you say that already? No, but that's in my top five. Yeah. That movie fucking rules. Rules. That's got to be one. That's got to be. That movie is so quietly like a masterpiece. I feel like most people haven't even seen it. That movie is so good and so rewatchable. I've seen it like a dozen times over the years. It's one of those movies that people kind of forget exists. And then you watch it again and it's like... You watch it and you get a little bit more out of it the second, third, fourth time you watch it. Yeah. And it's not even like there's this gigantic twist. It's just like so subtly perfect. Yeah, you're just like, wow, is that a classy, well-made picture? And I always try to support my roommates. So Matt, Matt Damon <laughs> and I uh, were thick as thieves, I Matt, guess. You could, did you mention Go? Maddie, I didn't. I don't know if it's in my top five, but I, I really like Go a I lot. think it is in my top five. I'm really? a big Go guy. That Smell was... that? It smells like CK1, but, but it's not. <laughs> William Fickner in one of the strongest supporting roles in anything. Magnolia. Everyone in Go is like doing career best work. Also Magnolia. Yeah. A fucking Magnolia is a movie that you've probably seen, but watch it again. Love Magnolia. The Insider. Insider. Is one of Michael Mann's best. Yes. A movie that would be boring if anyone besides him made it, but he turns it into like a masterpiece. Agreed. It's like a boring legal thriller about a guy who works for a tobacco company like getting into guff but it, it's so good yeah i actually said office space yep 
It's kind of that's, a. It's like sneakily, one of the better movies, better comedies ever made. People have kind of like destroyed it. Yeah. Talking like overpraising it, but it is a very funny, great movie. It's, I just it's got to, a lot of stuff. To me, Mike Judge has the stuff. Yes. Mike Judge is like nothing he touches is not at least watchable. Yeah. Like I, as you know, I watch a lot of King of the Hill still. Ho 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 ho. I saw a guy with a Bobby Hill tattoo on his arm the other day, and I almost approached him. Yeah. <laughs> like, sir? Where'd you get sir? this done? I need one. It's, like, the most perfect tattoo I've ever seen. Um, I kind of want a Hank Hill tattoo, and I've actually had that thought. But anyway. Um, Let me rapid fire a couple. Yeah, just because fire this, off. this movie this year is overflowing. Dogma, Election, End of Days, Eyes Wide Shut. I'm sorry, End of Days? Are you in on that? The Arnold movie? Oh, yeah. Did you see that in the theaters with your mother? Thank you. Yes. I did. <laughs> see, we've known each other long enough that these bits are creeping back in. Like, 99 was like the year we met, mm. actually. That's kind of cute. And yeah, speaking of that, Blair Witch came out in 99. Do you remember the time we went to the Randolph Theater to go see the Blair Witch Project, but everything was sold out except for the movie The Wood, starring Omar Epps? Was I there for this? Oh, yeah. It was like you, me, and Joey, and... Did we watch The Wood? No. We left. We left. <laughs> Instead of... In hindsight, I actually liked The Wood. I thought it was decent. I remember the time being like, can we even see The Wood? Will they let us into that? Oh, because we have white skin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, this is inappropriate. Like, what the hell are they doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> they just start throwing chicken at us. I was racist. He's back. Rewind this. I'm not doing that anymore. I want this to be a, an inclusive podcast, and fried chicken jokes have no place here. Right, Monty? <laughs> He's in. We have a, a half Cape Verdean listener, and that makes it okay for me to make that joke. That's, that's true. That's the caveat. He's our Robin Quivers. <laughs> He's a silent Robin Quivers. Thank you. Um, and a couple eyes more. Wide shut. Yes. Great movie, which I saw for the first time recently. Love that that was your first viewing, yeah. There's nothing better than letting a masterpiece like that just sit on ice for th fucking 23 years. Yeah. Tom uh, Cruise asking whatever. a prostitute, what do you recommend, is one of the best bits I've ever seen. <laughs> and watching it, I don't even think it's supposed to be Him funny. Him in his undies? Yeah. Yeah. Also, The Mummy, the Brendan Fraser vehicle. I didn't write that down, but I think you're right. It's a motherfucking classic. The Sixth Sense. Cruel Intentions. She's All That? Both of those. Analyze this. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ, it's too many. I wanna... Eight millimeter? Austin Powers 2? I was saving that. That is my number one I did one this to you with 98 as well. But... Of 99. <laughs> or 97, whatever. It's fine. But yeah, Austin Powers 2, fucking masterpiece. In my opinion, it's the strongest of the three. In my opinion, it's the strongest sequel ever made. Oh, come on. What do you think? T2. Better than... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was going to say better than Godfather Part 2, but it actually, T2 is better than it. T2 is the best sequel ever made. God, all these 99 movies. Rocky I'm like, Four. My, my, I want to do a whole thing about all these. These movies are all so good. I could good. talk about Analyze This for a bit. Ben, I actually haven't watched that in a while. Ben Sobel. <laughs> Leone. Jelly. It's all there. <laughs> this guy. Is it me? Yeah, Jelly. It's you. It's you. And just a couple more. The South Park movie, classic. Sleepy hey. Hollow, which I think is a very underrated Tim Burton, John Depp vehicle. I think mm. it's one of their best. 
and I feel like it doesn't get the the love it deserves. You like it better than uh, Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> I do. Interesting. And yeah, from the guy who probably won't get in. Yeah, what a fucking year! Nineteen ninety-nine banner year. Would love to have years like we say this every week now. Would love to have a year like nineteen ninety-nine right now. Yeah, give just us, give us like thirty home runs in a row. Yeah, please give us like three movies of the quality of the stuff we just named, and I, I'd be pleased. Like, yeah, can you even imagine what it's like, what it was like, or like remember? I guess I should say what it was like to go to the movie theater and have, op- have options mm. of like I don't know what we're gonna see because there's three good movies all at once. Yeah, that's the yeah. Like when you go, it's like who knows what we're you're all... choosing between like Fight Club and the talented Mr. Ripley. Like, what are we gonna see? I don't even know. Like, and then you walk out of both, and you're like, that was great. Yeah, that's such a good call because, yeah, you're like, oh, we didn't plan on saying this, but we saw it, and it ended up being great. If we did that now, it'd be like, oh, we. <laughs> yeah, like if we went to go see a very specific movie that, like, if Uncut Gems is playing, and we go to the theater to see it, and like, our only other option would be like, um. I don't know, Fantasy Island or something. Yeah, like, there's yeah, like, nothing else. Like, oh, Monster Hunter is sold out. We have to go see the new Cole Hauser vehicle, The Last Champion. Like, what a. I believe that was a VOD only <laughs> release, but it's, we're very much chomping at the bit for it, Cole, and we are in your corner. What Paparazzi name? 2 is right around the corner. Wow. Paparazzi is a movie that does not exist. <laughs> I saw it at Patson's. Holy shit. Patriot Cinema's just hawking those gift cards to a place that may never open again. Yeah. God, that's good. Tough. I do hope I get some for Christmas, even though. <laughs> Big stocking full of Patson's gift cards. Fire sale. Yes. Um, what else? You want to talk a little TV for a hot minute? If I can find my TV music. First of all, friend of the show Cod's been talking up the Grand Tour a lot of fucking like car show on Amazon Prime. I can. There's really nothing that I want to watch. Yeah. There's I've, really like I, it's just like to me. There's no nothing worse. I no. can't think of anything that I'd want to do less. I'd rather take a grand tour of a fucking COVID emergency room <laughs> or something like. <laughs> He keeps pushing it. I don't even know if he's bidding. He's like, you guys see it? It's like, no, that's the it's, last thing that, I would ever watch on Earth. <laughs> isn't that Jeremy Clarkson guy gone from the show too? Yeah, that sounds right. right? He was like the Top Gear guy or whatever. Yes. I'm surprised I even know that much. I remember, be, I'm a car guy. I like cars. I think they're interesting. And I, I, I you know, I like to look at nice cars and, and motivate myself to want to buy one someday. Mm. So to watch a show like this for me is actually in the pocket. Mm. And, and I still, can't. Yeah. It sucks. And him recommending it makes it suck even more. Yeah, cars are boring. It's cool to like drive a fast one or whatever if you're into them. But listening sure. to people just like go on and on about fucking pistons or whatever they do, oh. like I'd rather die. Yeah, no thanks, Cod. Jesus. No thanks. Um, Gangs of London. Whew. You mentioned it last week. I've been into it. I watched yes. the first like two or three episodes. Yes, yes, yes. And then, like, opening scene, they got a guy hanging off the building on fire. Dope. Dope Col- mob Col- stuff. Meany- <clears throat> I'm having, like, dairy throat now. <clears throat> Cole Meany roaring in. I just, I liked how dark it was. Like, the fight scenes are fucking outstanding. Incredible. Like, As I mentioned when I first brought it up, the guy, Gareth Evans, who did the Raid movies, he directed, like, four episodes of this 10-episode season. 
And you can tell the episodes he did because the fight scenes are like better than the fight scenes in any movie or anything else out there. When the main guy or one of the main guys is fighting this big giant jack dude with his shirt off and he slams him up against the wall and they're like pushing and there's like a butcher's knife stuck in the wall and he's like trying to stop himself from landing on the butcher's knife and then he spins the big guy around and just slits his throat with the knife. Yeah, they do such cool like just awesome stuff that shouldn't be happening yeah we're like you're so concerned watching it like oh no 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 stop 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 i fucking love this show and episode six of this show which i don't think you've gotten to is the best action movie of the year of the past several years i'll say okay incredible stuff love it i I have a a tv reveal hit me you're gonna hate fuck (laughs) <laughs> we're like midway through the second season of Billions and loving every minute of it. Wow. Folks, like, I'm loving it like a lot. I gotta go. <laughs> and we lost Scott, so I guess now we're just going to do a podcast about um, wishing that you had uh, more stuff to talk about. Ooh. And <laughs> do, do, don't do a podcast alone. This, I see this as a true... My name is Ryan Aitner, and this is like hurting myself on purpose because I got nothing else to do. Bow, 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 bow. I consider this a legitimate betrayal. You're getting into billions. I'm a billions guy. This is an attack on me personally, is how I'm... What I'm wondering now... Gauging this. How hard am I going to have to work to flip you... Fuck. ...into being a billions guy? Wow. I think it might take billions of dollars. Mm. As you might remember, Cod tried to... Cod offered me, I think, $100 to watch a season of Billions. Did you, you didn't make it. I couldn't. I watched one full episode. I watched the pilot and found it middling at best. You couldn't do the second episode? No. Or I just had no desire to continue. Don't you want all. to know where all that dough goes? Not really. And who gets the dough and like where more dough is coming from? Mm-hmm. I mean, no? it should be coming to me, like directly from Paul Giamatti and fucking what's his face. What about it is grabbing you though? Tell me, sell me I on billions. I gotta be honest. Um, as a, as a current small business owner, ooh, not that that has anything to do with a hedge fund guy. I find the acquiring of companies and money, and just like the the currency changing hands and all of that, I find it very exciting. Like when he mm. buys new cars or like gets a big house, like he bought this $85 million house in the Hamptons. Like I just, all that money is just appealing to me. That seems fun. Like imagine if we had access to that kind of money. I know. We wouldn't be in my basement right now. We'd have a legit studio. Like not that this isn't as legit as we're going to get, but you know what I'm saying. Our richest Slovakian fan, send us some dough. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> I feel like we can outsource all of our issues to Slovakia. I'm, I gotta be honest with you. I know Billions is not like the world's greatest show, mm. but I'm fucking loving it. I think it's. Um, I think it's just fun. It's fun. It's a fun show. I mean, Dan Soder as a sidecar is he? He's on the show at he that is. point, right? He yeah. is. Yeah. And you love P- you love Paul Giamatti. I think he does pretty well. I know. On paper, I should like this show, but I don't know. Get back in there under my advice, not under Cod's bribery. Ooh. And you may be able to work your way. I bet if you finished it, he'd send you that hundred. Okay. 
now, a year later. Yeah, me like bringing that bit back up. He's like, I don't remember that, but if you want- I remember it. If you want to beg me for money for watching a TV show. What do you like about it? That, uh, that's So that's fair. Billions. I, I had to tell you on air. It's that's so fair. good that I want to talk about it with people. Ooh. I've, I've, rec- I've been recommending it. I'm a Billions recommender. Wow. Which is like a little embarrassing. I didn't see this coming, folks. This is fucked up, frankly. Um, do we want to talk about Fred Claus at all? I did watch five minutes of it for this very purpose. <laughs> I watched the entirety of it because I remembered it being not great. But I was like, Vince Vaughn, Giamatti, like, let's give this another go, see if it lands for me at all. It's It's got some stuff. It, like, has some laughs. It's way too long. It's two actual hours, and it should be an hour 20. And a lot of it is just, like, Vince, like, I'm tall, and I'm around all these elves. <laughs> it's like, okay, yep, yeah. And something I noticed watching it, you know the the little man technology where they put someone's yes. face on a little person? They do this a lot in Fred Claus. Like, Ludacris plays an elf. Chris Bridges? Yes. He's a scene stealer, quite frankly. And that guy from The Breakup, who's like the singing, dancing sprite, whose name I can never remember. The, uh, I had a funnier joke about this two days ago. He's back. And now it's gone. Ooh. God damn it. Remember yeah. who I compared him to? It was hilarious. I can't remember, but I do trust your word on this. God damn it. But what I'm trying to say is, what happened to the little man technology? Like, I haven't seen a movie that put an actor's face onto a smaller person's body in years. Let's bring that back, you know folks. It, you know why they got rid of that, I bet? Wokeness? Yep. Yep. Offensive. But it's not. It's not it's, funny because people are little, right? That's what we're supposed to pretend to believe. Yeah, that's why oh, fats... Oh, way, That's why was, fat suit movies are dead. That's why <laughs> everything's dead. It's fuck. It, it was... Uh, shit. Did you just forget again? I did, but I, <laughs> as we discussed, our brains are going. Let's call this episode... Dementia. People I mean, get it confused. It's like a David Cronenberg movie or something. Um, no, he's the the poor man's gay Eugene Levy. Ooh, yep. That's accurate. Without glasses. Yeah. In most things. That's pretty much his vibe. Yeah. Wow. And he's yeah. like a, the answer to a question that no one asked, basically. It's like, hey, here I am. I don't dislike him. But I, if, if he disappeared off the face of the earth, I'd be fine with it. And I got to say, about an hour into Fred Claus, Kevin Spacey roars his way in and reveals that he's like the villain of this movie. That shows you how old this movie is. I got to say, when Spacey appears in a movie, it hits so much harder than it used to. <laughs> like, right, you realize after missing him all these years how <laughs> talented and excellent he was. Yes, like, let's bring him back, folks. Didn't he only rape, like, one boy? The kid, I mean, the, like, blonde guy from Road Trip in the earlier part of his career. Like, he carried him over the threshold or whatever that story. And then there was some kid on Nantucket, but didn't that, the charges get dropped on that? I feel like there were several victims, and he's been, like, having them all murdered in real life. Mm. But who knows? (laughs) You know what it is? If it were women accusing him, I'd be upset. Mm. But the fact that it's men, I'm like, come on, man. You were asking for it. But women, I'm, like, much more woke. There's no such thing as a man. Like, if a man tried to rape me, I'd just beat the shit out of him. And, we're like, we're not in jail. Like, that Anthony Rapp could have left. 
I don't know. This is I'm I'm dying on the vine with this fucking stance. <laughs> like there's somebody out there. Stand. There's a man out there who was assaulted by a man who's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I know. It's But you know what it is? I'm and I'm I'm like kind of joking, but like I think just the impact of an assault with a woman is hits way harder. To the point where I'm like, I got to get a fucking baseball bat and stop this guy. Whereas with Kevin Spacey, I'm like, "Okay, he's a creep." He's yeah. a creep. I know what you mean. It's it's His a whole thing. whole career just gone. I don't know. Yeah, seems like an overreaction. But yeah, there's also you probably didn't get this far, but you might remember it from when you saw it last time. There's a big scene where Fred Claus goes to like a neglected brothers anonymous meeting. Very which, very specific group. I'm appreciating that. Yeah, and like Frank Stallone is there, <laughs> and Bill Clinton's brother, who I guess exists. It's this whole like very weird scene that just screams that it should have been deleted. But it's like the big fulcrum of this movie where Vince realizes he needs to be nicer to his brother, Fred Claus. You should be proud of yourself. Do you have any idea how hard it is to land a girl's sexually enlightened as Heidi is? Ba ba ba. That comes around what, once every hundred years? I wasn't looking for a girl like that. Well, Columbus wasn't looking for America, my man, but that seems to work out for everybody, didn't it? You're here. You know what I mean? The only time I'm going to get away with playing a 16.6 second Vince clip is when we are directly discussing Vince Vaughn. So I figured I had to sneak it in. Ba, ba, ba. And yeah, like the movie's too long, as I mentioned. But once it gets to the end, it's like, oh, Vince as Fred Claus, he's on the sleigh delivering all the things in a CGI nonsense landscape. It's, you know, it's worth a watch if you like Vince Vaughn and uh, Giamatti and such. I was hoping it would be like my new favorite holiday movie, but I just thought it was like fine. Yeah, That's I came I'm... around on it enough to watch like 10 minutes of it, and then we just switched over to the Christmas without a Santa Claus or whatever that, the year without Santa Claus with the heat miser and the snow miser, Ooh. which is now on AMC+. Plus. If you're looking to feel yourself get into the holiday spirit. Like Feeling we, it. We enjoy so much here at the Enough Podcast. And speaking of that, let me sneak in real quick. I also rewatched A Christmas Carol, that CGI monstrosity from Robert Zemeckis starring Jim Carrey. I watched it because they did a whole thing about it on the Blank Check podcast, which I enjoy a lot. So I was like, let me rewatch this and then hear them talk about it. This movie is a Bad. disaster. It made me feel sick in the theaters. I smoked like, this was years ago, so I was still getting high. And I remember seeing it in the Hanover Patriot Cinema and feeling sick to my stomach from the like the rap rapidity of just the camera shooting all over the place. And yes. Like, no, the, they do it dizzying. in like 3D. And yeah, the camera, it's just zooming like back and forth the whole time. It is like a, it'll make you nauseous if you're prone to such things. Yes, and it did. And yeah. I it, think I had two boxes of cookie dough bites though. It that made... was a Christmas miracle. Here's another Christmas miracle from Mariah Carey. This is Ryan at WNBC. Have a great holiday season, everybody. And don't forget that uh, Kevin Spacey is not a child monster, but a terrific actor. Yes. Make sure that you watch all of his films in perpetuity. But yeah, it made me think when I was watching it, it's cool in animated movies. Like They take advantage of the fact that there's not a camera you're moving around. Like, you're animating it so you can do whatever you want. So that part's cool, but... I guess. This movie, Robert Zemeckis is just, like, losing his mind with 3D motion capture. And <laughs> it's just zooming and zipping and zapping the whole time. 
It's ridiculous. This movie's like a PS2 cutscene that will never end. Mm. If only it were 90 minutes. (laughs) But yeah, that's on Disney Plus if you're feeling Christmassy and you want to watch A Christmas Carol, the classic tale. You know what I'm thinking of? The Polar Express. Yes, which Robin Zemeckis also did. I got confused. They both make me dizzy. I've seen them both, but the, the the story I just described was for A Polar Express, which is like... Another like creepy like yeah. silhouette face of Tom Hanks. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah, like, like unsettlingly odd. Yeah, like they hadn't figured out how to do the motion capture stuff yet. And everyone's human face looks insane. And yeah, the Polar Express and a Christmas Carol are interchangeable, insane 3D duds. But I mean if you're feeling Christmassy, pop it on. And also, before I forget, I just wanted to mention 1999-wise, my number one movie of 99, The Matrix. I mean, it's just got to be. How did we forget The Matrix? Exactly. That's why I had to just... The Matrix. I had to I haven't swing seen it, it back around. The Matrix is like the greatest movie ever made. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it at this point. Fucking rules. Uh, we are the Wachowski sisters. Yes. Actually, we dressed up as them this evening. I think that's probably why we forgot, because it was too much yes. right in the eye. Ank and I are transitioning as a team, and it's fun. Oh, boy. Maybe we watched 90 Seconds of the Departed at this Way moment ahead in time? Of you, kid. He's what in. This is for you to hold. How you doing? Hey, how are you? you I need you to hold this. happens to me, or if I call you and I tell you to open it... That's it, just you. It's power couple. Do you think we should continue doing this 90 seconds of the departed bit through the credits of the film? There's just no one else I could give it to. Yes. (laughs) He's in. (laughs) Us just like reading the names and trying to. Get a photo of me doing this with the departed. I'd love to. Whatever you have to say, think about it real hard, right? If you still want to tell me, you tell me in two weeks, okay? Two weeks. With pay. Do my eyes look lifeless and dead enough? They do, actually. Good, good, good. (laughs) Is this the citizen's envelope? That's not fucking citizens. What, are you retarded or something? What does she write on it? Costigan? Like, shoves it into some dossier? Oh, it's locked in a drawer. Sam... We're basically in the epilogue of this film, even though there's more to go. Like, they're doing some table clearing, setting up that big finish. How you doing, Darlene? Life is much easier. What's this? Open it. Are we gonna have a fucking kid? A little Fenway Frank? Are you fucking kidding me? You're pregnant with a Fenway Frank? How fucking dare you? Wow. There's your, if you need your shot. I do. For canonicality. Yeah, go kid. <laughs> it's funnier with your hand in the shot. This little iPad mini. Wow, we so are So we are now two hours, 12 minutes, 56 seconds in with 18.23 to go. Whew. What do you think is going to happen <laughs> next? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Us pretending like we don't know what's going to occur. I like that. So that's been the Enough Podcast episode 99, folks. And I, um... Ooh. One sec. Wow. I'm doing it again. So you've been... 
Wow. <laughs> All right, ready? Give me a second. <clears throat> Lanolin. <laughs> Doing Anchorman bits now. Wow. Sheep's <laughs> wool. What has happened to you? <laughs> what has become of my boy? I'm unhinged. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Jokes aside, yes. uh, I think I am going through a little bit of early onset Alzheimer's. Ooh. If there's anybody out there who knows the cure, I would love to, to be a part of it. Yes. We need the vaccine for that and COVID and everything. A lot coming up. We're so like I vaccines. said, next week, we're probably going to have to bump it. It's only because if we do it the day after Christmas, we could probably have it out that night. So it's really only going to be out like 12 hours later than it normally is. That makes more sense because no one is going to listen to us on Christmas Day, I would imagine. Unless your life is like even sadder than mine. And that's probably like not What are you doing for Christmas? Are you just going to like (laughs) fill up a kiddie pool in your backyard and just have a few Coronas? Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do with the Familia. And the Coronas. Of course. Are you going to tell your dad that he can have any beer he wants as long as it's a Corona? <laughs> I am, actually. Like wearing a bathing suit in the snow? Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate the snow. Let's talk about the snow while this fades out. I mean, I just want to mention real quick that I was on the new episode of the South Shore Boys podcast, which you can listen to. It's episode five. It's called I Was Here When My Dick Was Something... I can't remember exactly, but we had a lot of laughs. It was a lot of fun. I'd like to thank Tyler, Dan, and Logan for having me on. A four-man podcast. I know. How do you guys not step on each other? Was it hard? There was some steppage, but... I'll have to listen to that. I I bet I'll enjoy that. They're pros. We we had some laughs. It was fun. And it's South Shore Boys with a Z, if you're looking it up. South Shore Boys with a Z. It's on Spotify and iTunes, I imagine? Yes. Okay, Give them a follow, the whole deal, ba-ba-ba. Give us a follow. The lovely and talented South Shore Boys. Yes. Be sure to get in there. Episode five. Hey, now. Yeah, that's like me. I spend half this podcast trying not to step on you, and there's only two of us, so I don't know how the fuck four guys can pull it off, but I impressed their word masters, I guess. Yes. Yeah, check that out. Follow us, Enough the Podcast, on Instagram, Podcast Enough on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. Rye, where can the fans find you? Um... I'm actually thinking about going to visit Jared Fogle in prison this weekend. If anybody would like to join me, I will be driving a bus uh, to upstate New York tomorrow afternoon. Wow. So if you want to meet me here at my address at uh, Pearl Street in Watertown, I will give you a ride to go visit Jared Fogle. Get on the bus. I'm going to be there. I'm excited. Buckle up, guys. Have a great weekend. Folks, that's enough. Have a goo.